true Christian fellowship is important to the vitality of each believer and is commanded in Scripture as the body of Christ gathers weekly. But what specifically does God's Word teach about how we build up one another in fellowship? This week, Dave Keck addresses this very question in his Walk Talk series entitled, The Nature of Christian Fellowship. Welcome to the Walk Talks podcast. So glad that you are able to join with us. Looking forward to this week talking about a subject um, around fellowship. I am burdened that as folks attend churches that they really engage uh, with the body of Christ and utilize their time together in a way that is helpful for others. So many people attend church really for meeting their own needs. And many times they leave church disappointed and frustrated because people didn't reach out to them, didn't shake their hand, weren't kind to them, and didn't meet their needs. I really want to encourage you to flip that around. And really where you seek to go to your local assembling uh, group of believers and meet the needs of those folks. We have been studying this topic of fellowship at our church, and there is a unique aspect to this word that many times I think we neglect to understand or see. Many times think of that word of fellowship as just people hanging out together. But really what you find in Scripture is that this is a word that really points to a mutual, joint effort to accomplish some things. And I have utilized this word, participation, to help summarize the ideas that are found in the word fellowship. Participation. Participation implies more than one person is involved and that there is a joint effort and energy uh, to accomplish something. So the idea of this word participation or fellowship it is typically going to be centered around certain things. And so, number one, we looked at how fellowship is really participation first and foremost around our position in Christ. In other words, you cannot fellowship with a non-believer, with a person who is not born again, with an individual who rejects Christ. There is no fellowship with that individual. There's no fellowship with light and darkness, with unrighteousness and righteousness. There's no fellowship there. So number one, participation around our position in Christ. And then number two, it is participation around certain truths. In Acts 2.42, it tells us they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine. Doctrine is mutually exclusive. It's inclusive because we both assent to the truths, but it's exclusive in the sense that if you will not yield yourself to the teachings of Scripture, then it excludes our ability to participate around those truths. So fellowship number two is participation around, ultimately, the authority and teachings of Scripture. Scripture is the basis for our faith and practice. Okay? And then number three, and I'm excited about this one. This one is really where the rubber meets the road because fellowship number three is participation in the very needs of other people. Back in Acts chapter two, where we have really gathered a lot of these, it says in verse 44 that all that believed were together and they had all things common. Now, this is not utopia or welfare 
This is a compassionate care and responsive action to meet the need of the other believers. This is a recognition when other believers have a need, and then a willingness and a joint effort, a mutual participation in meeting those needs. And Scripture points to several different needs that people may have. One might be obviously financially. There might be financial needs that pop up in the life of an other believer. That is not the job of our state. That is not the role of secular charities. That is not the role of businesses. This is a wonderful opportunity for God's people to participate around the needs of other people. Romans chapter 12, verse 13, after we're admonished to be kindly affectioned one towards another, it says, distributing to the necessity or the needs of the saints given to hospitality. I find that interesting that saints have needs, and it is the body of Christ's role and opportunity to distribute to those needs. You see this many times pop up in Scripture. In Romans 15, it says, For it hath pleased them of Macedonia and Achaia to make a certain contribution for the poor saints which are at Jerusalem. It hath pleased them, verily, and their debtors they are. And here you just have an opportunity where believers, even in a different town, find out about the needs of some poor believers in another town, and they felt it their burden and need to meet that need. And in Acts chapter 4, just a couple chapters later from the famous sermon that Peter preaches in Acts chapter 2, it says, And when they had prayed, a place was shaken where they were assembled together, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and they spake the word of God with boldness. And the multitude of them that believed were of one heart and of one soul. Neither said any of them that aught of the things which he possessed was his own, but that all things common. In other words, they weren't clutching tightly the things that were theirs, but they made readily available the things that God had blessed them with to meet the needs of those other people. You find this in many other passages throughout Scripture. But recognizing that fellowship can be aware of the financial needs of someone else and participating in that need. So it might not only be financial, it could even be something as deep and as core as an emotional need. Continuing in Romans chapter 12, after the encouragement to distribute to the necessity or the needs of the saints, it says in a couple verses later, rejoice with them that do rejoice and weep with them that weep. Fellowshipping around the good times, and the bad times. You see, participation is a joint effort to meet the needs of the body of Christ, and sometimes those needs are deeply emotional. God's people go through great joys and deep woes. The body of Christ is meant to come alongside those people and participate around those needs. Galatians chapter 6, verse 2 says, Bear ye one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. Do we not all have these to varying degrees? Do you have burdens? Are you the only one? Carry others when you can, for one day you will need to be carried. 
Romans 15 verse 1 says, We then that are strong ought to bear the infirmities of the weak, the weaknesses of the mind, weaknesses of the soul, not to please ourselves. I don't know if you remember in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, in verse number 14, there's an exhortation that is given where it says, Comfort the feeble-minded. Support the weak. This carries the idea of coming alongside in sympathy and empathy. It's an alongside story. You share similar experiences. Small-souled, wounded, defeated. Support them. Let them hang on you. This should be organic in God's family. This is what fellowship looks like. You should be both gifted at noticing these needs and then willing to meet those needs, sharing even your own. 1 Peter 3 verse 8 says, Be of one mind, having compassion one of another. Love as brethren. Be pitiful, meaning be tenderhearted, compassionate, having gut-level sympathy. Be courteous. Sometimes fellowship is participation around the needs of other people around you, whether it be financially, whether it be emotionally, be willing to meet those needs. 1 John 3 says, Hereby perceive we the love of God, because he laid us down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. Whoso hath this world's good, seeth his brother have need, and shutteth up his bowels on compassion from him, how dwelleth the love of God in him? My little children, let us not love in word, neither in tongue, but in deed and truth. For that's where the rubber meets the road. James chapter 2, verse 15 says, If a brother or a sister be naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you say to him, Depart in peace, be warmed and filled, notwithstanding you give them not those things which are needful to the body, one doth it profit. Ultimately, we feel this. We feel it in our core. You have needs, those are my problem too. It's family. You hurt, we hurt. You rejoice, we rejoice. You have financial needs, we have financial abundance. Fellowship is participating in the needs of other people. The body of Christ would be remarkably different if we operated in this fashion. So what is fellowship? Fellowship is participation around our position in Christ, those that are in Christ. Number two, participation around certain truths. It is guided by the authority of Scripture. And number three, participation around the needs of other people, whether it be financially or emotionally. And ultimately, spiritually, and we're going to look at that word one tomorrow. Let me encourage you, when you go to meet with your people in your local assembly, to meet with the Lord and to worship, to be mindful of the needs of other people around you. And maybe the Lord would just use you to encourage someone else this week. Trust you'll have a great day. Thanks for being part of Walk Talks today by listening and subscribing to our podcast. Follow us on social media to get sneak peeks at future episodes and to share your favorites with others who would benefit as well. We hope your heart has been enriched by God's word to take your next step 
in following Christ.